Okay, well, welcome to welcome. Hello Dysfunction. Full of fucking dysfunction today. Full of pimp juice. <laughs> and pimp We're juice. at um, episode 15. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's our... It's our... Uh, I lost my thought. I was just going to... That's exactly what it's I was going to say. We should have wore like, dresses. I did. Like I brought same. my leopard skirt. <laughs> you it's actually a dirty cake. blanket from the back of my car. Perfect age for R. Kelly. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect oh age God. for R. Kelly. 15. Good old 15. We're ready for him. We have a lot no. of stories that involve oh those, those golden years of ours, too. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So we're I'm into sick. the new year. Are you sick? I'm a little nasally because yeah. I just say hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm on like my third day. I'm still smoking cigarettes, though. You guys don't know like what sick is. Champ. Right. Um, Rob had pneumonia and almost died, you guys. Seriously, a deflated lung and, like, all the shit. And then talking about how he was in the gym. I'm like, are you excused to be doing that? Right. I don't think it's time for that yet. Mm-mm. Um, but we are into the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How was your weekend? Those pepperoncini long. had my mouth on fire. Long. You said it was long? Yeah. The kids have been, I, I feel like it's been like a three-week long weekend just because the kids oh, have been well, out of vacation. school. Oh, the vacation. Yeah, they're finally back to fucking school. My days have like ran together, so I don't even know what my weekend was anymore. Yeah. It's just been filled with fucking kids. Kids. Kids, kids every kids, day. Kids. Yeah. For sure. Um, I got a tattoo on Friday. It's a really pretty one. It's like my dream tattoo. It's like when I when I first wanted to get a portrait and realized, I, you know, as an adult, I could probably finally afford one and right. all that. Um, I always wanted to get Frida Kahlo because she's like my favorite human for a million reasons. One of the reasons she loves her is because she smokes cigarettes <laughs> and it reminds her of me. I made that up, you guys. Not true, clearly. but <laughs> It is the mustache, too. <laughs> the mustache and the unibrow. But um, I always wanted to get her, so I finally, just finally got around to it, and I'm so happy with it. I was getting tattooed literally for five hours on my died. shin. It's for, it's almost my whole bottom leg. It's from my knee to my ankle. It's a really nice and, tattoo. Um, yeah, Alex. He did a great job. Um, I tagged him. I, I put a post on my Instagram, and I tagged him. He's, like, the best in the East Bay when it comes to portraits. Like, him and Frank at Five and Dime are the only two people— that I would uh, go to for portraits out here. And I'm happy that I just got, was able to finally have him do it. It looks really good. Yeah, I still have that, like, surgical tape stuff that's for burn victims. Does it still San- hurt? Sanoderm or whatever. No, not at all. But um, I, I have that on that helps healing for, like, yeah. the first three Frank days. Did he? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, he, Frank. Hi, Frank. Frank did my, um, the writing across my chest. Frank and, um, did the penis on my back. <coughs> I don't have one. I know he didn't. Frank put a penis on your back? <laughs> she has a penis on her back from time to time, but I don't think it's a tattoo. <laughs> Definitely not from Frank. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I want to visit him again soon, too, because I haven't been over Someone there. else He's told really me good. he does really good portrait work. Yeah. He did all Lev's tattoos. My That's, like, his homie. My Illuminati tattoos. And, and, and your logo and shit, right? Everything. Yeah. Illuminati stuff. Your pimp juice logo? <laughs> mm-hmm. See? Oh, yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks good. Really good. So, um, you guys, yeah. I have to tell you, on the way home from <laughs> the podcast last week. Oh, God. Was that when I was with you? <laughs> yes. We're coming up my hill to go home. Stupid. It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I look at It was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve. And I look up. Maria had to go pee. 
and in the middle of the street is a, a fucking pit bull. And I'm like, we have to stop. And she's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, we're stopping. This bitch, that's her life uh, we, job. We is pull over. I fucking, I grab the dog. I read his tag. I can't really tell. I didn't want to. Um, Kill her. Put him in the car. Well, it had a thing that said dangerous dog. It had a red metal tag on it. You didn't see that at the time. I didn't see it at the time. I'm petting it. You're just like, come on, trying to make me give it my chips and shit. I was making Maria feed it so it would stay there. I was like, it'll it'll get one. I'm not, I'm I'm a little low. It It can have two or three. So fucking, (laughs) I call my husband to come down. No, you call him and you say, Mark, I'm around the corner. Come here now. There's a dog, dog and it's loose. You don't know what he's doing, nothing. She he knows he, the drill. And then here he comes. Here and he I'm comes. Like, you guys are both equally fucking here he comes. animal rescue ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, yeah, they're good. So, um, he comes. We freaking, I start knocking on doors looking for its mom. I the whole the time, tag. I'm, like, on Instagram in the passenger seat. Like, can it's hella cold. It's hella cold. I'm freezing. like, can you come on? And then all of a sudden, the bitch drives off in my car. <laughs> She's like, I gotta go. I didn't see him anymore. And I had to pee, so I just crawled up. I was, I was like, fuck this shit. But thank God Mark was there. And then we found, um, we found the dog's. Uh, house. The owners weren't even fucking grateful. <laughs> right. They were like, come on, Duke. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you. And he goes, you're welcome. It's like a <laughs> it was a year kid. old boy. Yeah. And he, well, he told you you're welcome. Yeah, you fucking asshole. <laughs> so funny. And I he, had to pee. I was, I was, didn't, I told you I didn't sign up for all this. Like, but yesterday, oh who, who rescued a dog and called its mom, you guys? I did, but <laughs> it was a serious situation because it, it was, was a busy ass, which turned into some fuck shit. I'll tell this story quickly. Okay. It stressed me the fuck out. I was leaving Bunny school. For some reason, she had the urgency. She wanted to get there hella early, so it was, like, earlier than usual. It was still kind of dark outside. And um, this beautiful, white, huge husky, but you could tell it was a baby, was, like, frantically running in the street. And it's a busy in- street. Into oncoming cars, like facing, not scared of the cars. You could tell it didn't know how to avoid them and shit. And I'm driving slow, and I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm, like, gasping, screaming, grabbing my mouth every time he almost gets hit. And I'm like, please don't, please don't run into the fucking cars. So I'm like, I rolled down my window, and I'm like... Like, trying to call him and shit, not paying attention. And um, he's just running towards, it was actually a girl, but I'm going to keep calling him he because for some reason it felt like a he. I think <laughs> she was a lesbian. <laughs> but um, she kept running towards San Pablo Avenue, and during that time in the morning, it's hella, hella busy. Yeah. And so I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, I hope I could catch him before he gets to San Pablo Avenue. So... I get to the stoplight right at San Pablo, and there's hella cars in front of me, and there's hella cars behind me, and I'm, you know, we're just sitting. It's kind of a long light, and finally, it runs kind of closer to my car. So I call it, and um, it comes over, and I, I open my door, and I instantly grab it by its collar, and um, there's a phone number, thank God. So I'm like calling. This ain't even my shit. This is you, <laughs> like you, your stupid ass running, rubbing off. I on like me. to rub off on people. So I call. The lady immediately answers. She's like, "Thank you so much. I'm around the corner. Thank you." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll hold it. Like I'm at the light." And so I tell her the intersection. While I'm on the phone with her, I look and there's this Mexican dude and this black lady, and they're taking pictures of my license plate. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So I, I tell the lady, like, I'm going to stay in this this spot. I'll see you when you get here. I hang up with her. And I was like, excuse me, like, why is y'all taking pictures of my car? So the man don't say nothing. And the lady goes, um, 
you just caused a, a huge fucking accident fucking with that stupid ass dog, something, something, something. You're, you're a fucking dumbass dog or something, she said. And I was like, I caused a what? And I was like, I ain't even went nowhere. I wasn't in motion. I wasn't driving. Bitch, how the fuck did I cause anything? So she's like walking off talking shit. She don't ask me my information, nothing. I look over and she slammed in the back of his work truck. And so her little bucket, she was in like an old ass bucket, bitch, probably didn't have no insurance. Um... She fucked up her car. He didn't have no damage. And then, you know, I hear her over there talking about my stupid ass dog. So I'm like, bitch, this ain't even my fucking dog. And so she's like, well, why the fuck would your dumb ass stop for a dog that ain't yours and blah, blah, blah. She's hella mad, bitch. She rear-ended someone. It don't matter what the fuck the reason is. Like, I told you, bitch, when you rear-end someone, it's your fucking fault. Girl, but, you know, I'm not thinking like that at the time. So I'm thinking, like, I really didn't see either one of them. And nobody else hit anybody. No one did. Just her dumb Um, And no one fucking honked at me or anything. You know, like, I wasn't causing... um, She had no fucking insurance. Yeah. And I I wasn't causing any kind of, like, traffic jam or anything. I wasn't in anybody's way. I had my hazard lights on while I was sitting there. I was way back from the light. Like, I didn't didn't cause shit. But, like, at the time, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, are the police going to pull up? And, you know, I'm not... I've said before, I'm not on good terms with the law right now. So I'm starting to get fucking scared. And, um... But I was trying to, like, say shit to them, and they were talking amongst themselves. And, of course, once she got back to the sidewalk, she called me a bitch. And I'm, <laughs> I see, like, these—I see knocker balls and shit in the back seat. So I'm like, she got little kids back there. Like, you can have that one. I'll be that bitch today, but I didn't wreck my car. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you be mad, but, bitch, that's why you smashed the front of your bucket. And nobody else hit anything. Right. So there's no so way. It's, it, it I just smiled fault. at her, like, hella facetious, and waved <laughs> and was like, whatever, bye, bitch. And I drove off, that's but— funny. I was like, but I was kind of shook. Like, am I about to be in trouble because they fucking have my license plate now? But they didn't call the police or nothing because there was police on San Pablo Avenue that I was passing at, you know, and they weren't in that. No, they kept going. So I'm like, y'all didn't even call the police. So it's your fault. She was just mad and and blaming my dog. That wasn't my dog. So (laughs) just in case, like, I saved a screenshot of when I called the owner of the actual dog Mm -hmm. and shit in case anybody does contact me. I can prove it ain't my fucking dog dog but um but like you know like i was saying it doesn't matter if a fucking comet falls from the sky like yeah. that's why you're supposed to follow it the car in front of you at right the same i mean that's what i always remember yeah you slam on your if brake. you hit somebody from behind doesn't it's automatically why. your fault so nope. you have to allow a certain amount of feet behind a car even if someone's being a dick and brake and brake checks you, you on purpose yeah it's your fault yeah because you shouldn't be so close right Right. Right. So that's what I was always under the understanding. Be mad your Geo's fucked up. Yeah. Fuck her. So but, those um, are our dog rescues. So that was my animal work, my animal care work that <laughs> rubbed off from this stupid bitch. Um, that was yesterday. I love it. It makes me really happy. <laughs> it really makes me happy. Yeah. I was just shaking my head when I drove off. You were the first person I called, and then I called Bay, and I was just, like, freaking out, trying to explain <laughs> to him, like, do you think I'm going to be in trouble? He's like, like, stop hanging around Crystal. Right. Well, you know what he told me? He was like, I, he goes, he tells me I'm fine and all that, and then he was just like, but, you know, that's why I mind my business. Like, I wouldn't just kept going and I said no I don't think you would have kept going if you saw how scared this dog was and yeah, it was no. like a big bait and he was like no I would have kept going <laughs> I'm like no I just no. tried to you know justify my actions no I'm all for helping someone or something if I'm able to for sure yeah it's just my fucking stupid nature it is 
You, I just remember you guys rescuing kittens out of trees and shit, and then now all of a sudden they all live with you. Like, <laughs> you guys take it a step further than we I do. I would, but we do for sure. But it's you know you got to care about creatures, and you do. I feel like people don't care enough. So when I yep. do see some sign of concern in me, I'm like, okay, like I'm, doing I'm a good, good person. <laughs> <laughs> this is my good deed yeah, for the day for sure. I felt good for Saved sure. My baby's life, right? Um. So, uh, yeah, I was home most of the weekend just watching, like, hella documentaries. Hella, yeah. um, I'll, I'll talk about everything. Of course, I watched R. Kelly. That's, yes. like, the, like, main thing I, mm. I watched mm. um, over the course of three days. And Girl. there's so much to be said. <laughs> I'm exhausted with the topic. I'm just sitting here with my eyes closed right now yeah, because, like, fuck. The, the topic is so... It's like I want to bang my head against the wall. What I'm most frustrated about, it's like, yeah, people say, like, this ain't nothing new. He's been doing this for 30 years, blah, blah, blah. I get that. And we all knew he was a creep, and I get that. And there is some level of, um, like, I feel responsible, too, for, like, not turning the music off all the time when it would come on, even though I knew there was a P tape and shit. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like— um, I-, I was 12 when— uh whole he married Aaliyah thing came out so I knew like that it was wrong but like I didn't understand I couldn't really grasp the magnitude of how How not okay it was was. you know what I mean um I think that even in personal family shit when you see someone kind of overlooking some shit like that and like um not necessarily forgiving it but like not staying mad about it. You don't really want to be the one all the time that's just like, fuck that person or whatever. You know what I mean? Maybe it's something like that. Like, you don't want to be the one that's like hella resisting when no one else is. Does that make sense? That does make sense, but I think the majority of people that continue to support R. Kelly just didn't fucking care. But back then, I feel like people knew and people talked about how gross it was back then. Like, I remember when the tape was, like, circulating through the hood. There was, like, bootleg versions of it going around. And I, I still remember. I still remember. I, what I saw was, like, grainy. Uh-huh. It wasn't very clear. But um, I know people that saw it, like, when it was circulating. And, um, and like, who I was with at the time well, was my ex-husband. I remember him telling me, like, that shit was gross. And, like, he saw it. But, you know, um R. Kelly, it was kind of pointed out in the show, too. Like, he made music that's, like, feel-good music for black people. And that music is attached to so many memories for so many people that, like, they they don't They're giving up the memories and shit if they have to give that up. Right, like, kindergarten shit, church shit, weddings. I don't think I've been to one wedding that has not played either Step in the Name of Love or Ignition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Remix to Ignition, that was my fucking shit, but... I refuse, and it's been like this for some years for me, though, but I refuse to, like, buy his fucking music. Right. If it comes on, I turn it I've off. I've said before, like, anybody I find out is problematic, Kodak Black, or, like, any of these, you know, artists, yeah. past and present, like, where I'm at now as an adult, I'm like, you get no play. My kids can't play them, I don't play them, and he falls in that category, you yeah. know, now. But, like, as a kid, when that shit first happened, before I knew the magnitude of it, and I just knew about, like, Aaliyah and the P-tape, I was like, okay, he's a pervert. Right. But, like, I also have perverts in my family that raised me. I also have perverts um, that I grew up around. Do you know what I'm saying? Isn't like that fucked up that you kind of normalize so and rationalize like, it in yeah, your head? Yeah, so like, it's like, oh, okay. He's just another fucked up 
man. Yeah, because it's common. Yeah. So he didn't, it didn't stick out so rare to me and so shocking, I guess, because I know of so many in my personal life. And I think as a society, we should have been fucking mad pissed and canceled him yeah. when that married, when he married Aaliyah. Definitely when that P tape came out. Right. Now that but they said, like, um, <coughs> people said, you know, he was such a cash cow and shit. Labels right. were not willing to give him up because of that. They were just like, okay, but how much money does he make? Right. But how much money does money he bring in? That's what determined people. them keeping that relationship. Those little girls' childhood, their innocence. Was not worth losing the money to them. Weren't worth anything. Mm-mm. And how sad is that? After watching that documentary... I didn't realize the magnitude at which he, how big of a monster he was. I mean, yeah, he's a yeah. Monster. I thought he was just a, a typical pervert, and um, with consenting, you know, like I don't know, consenting is a is a tricky thing too because when you're a kid, you can't really you can't consent. consent, right? You right. can't buy cigarettes, you can't buy alcohol, you can't fucking vote, you can't drive a car, yeah. But there's people that rationalize and say because, oh, they're quote-unquote fast, they can say that they want pissed on or fucked by a fucking 30-year-old man. man. It doesn't work like that. You don't get to have it both ways. You know what I mean? So he's a fucking monster. I lost my train of thought, but he's a monster. Um, At one point, like some parts of the fucking docuseries had stuck out. I got a whole bunch of fucking notes on this bitch. Some shit had stuck out to me, um, one of which was when one of the women that was with him was saying, like, there was no TV allowed, so they weren't watching any TV. But then she goes, when he did turn the TV on, he put on Dance Moms. Yeah. And it's like I to watch the little girls dance. In the so, leotards. I almost bitch. fucking threw my remote when she said that because, like, how—imagine your man's being like— Bro, I'm finna watch Dance Moms. Like, I'm just at the house chilling. Like, how off the wall is that? I want to watch saying? these like, baby camel toes and Leah's These baby girls dressed up in hair and makeup doing dance, adult dance routine. Like, that show in itself is creepy enough. But the fact that. that you know a serial pedophile watches it, like, that just is like, wow. When she said that, I was like, oh, my fucking God, that's so bizarre. Dance Moms. Yeah. If any of, imagine, any dudes that you know would be like, I'm just at the house smoking, finna watch Dance Moms. I'd be like, you're a pervert. What? <laughs> yeah. So that um, was a red flag. Um, also, it, it freaked me out that um, one of the girls that he has or whatever, he dresses her up like a boy. Dude, and and, and, that, and they were saying he even draws a fucking mustache and beard on her sometimes. That's the one they got back. But yeah. she, but then she went back to and him again after. And now she's back to her mom. And then now she's, yeah. But she fucking. Because um, it's a fucking hardcore the, cycle. The person called her his boy toy. And yeah. was like, yeah, he does it because that's like his boy toy. Like, it's a known thing between them. You know? And it's just like, y'all watched all this. Like, y'all watched has, it happen. My first note says his team guilty by association for letting the fucking behavior and nobody stopping him. Well, when people have money like that, you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to lose their job, lose whatever benefits are coming with working for R. Kelly. And I feel like now that his money has run out, he's been evicted out of his property. that's why they're telling. Now they're talking. But when money was flowing, y'all wasn't saying shit. There's no amount Y'all was money. turning your head and y'all was going along with whatever because you liked the lifestyle that came with working <coughs> for him. You know what I'm saying? So they're guilty too. Like, y'all are fucking trying 
trash. There's no fucking. Y'all wasn't saying shit back then. There's no amount of money that would make me throw a child in the garbage like that. That's basically what they did is they threw those fucking kids away. Yeah. No dollar. And um, I thought it was creepy, too, that he has Survivor tattooed down his arm hella big. You know, and a lot of people were trying to rationalize him being an abuser because he was um, allegedly abused as a child. But so were his brothers. They're not so doing fucking. It. Well, like, well, that older one is questionable. Well, he's for creepy, sure. But he said that like, younger one. You mean the one that's hoping R. Kelly will bail him out? The no, one, that, he, the one that's in, in prison. jail. Yeah, yeah. Hoping yeah. R. Kelly will bail him the out. The motherfucker. That, oh, hoping he'll be. I thought you yeah. said helping. I mean, I'm yeah, like, he was what? hoping that R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. The motherfucker that goes. I like older women. My my we brother all have likes. A preference. We have a preference. What's my brother the likes younger women. <laughs> like, What's get the, the camera off him. He's done. He's where he needs to be yeah. right now. We see why you're there. We're not talking to you no more. You're done. For Your real. camera time is over. You're you over. You 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 ruined it. <laughs> yeah. You straight up ruined it. And then, um, oh, god damn, I flipped my note page over too long. Uh. The parents, the parents at the end of the documentary really bothered me, and I saw a lot of people saying, well, if the parents didn't care, why should he? I've been arguing for two days, like, I, dude, my soul I is, can't like, even. Yeah, I'm not out. even going to give any examples of the ignorance I've seen with the people defending I've seen him. I've black dudes blaming black women. Well, yeah, what's sad is everyone I've seen defending him is a black man or woman that either has kids or nieces or nephews of their own. If y'all love him so much, would you put your child in in a room with him? That's what I'm saying. And, you know, who knows? So you think those parents— I think the parents, hell yeah. And I think they're only talking because they didn't end up getting no money. Like, I feel like if you— Every fucking adult— that was involved in this situation is complicit in his behavior. Even those parents that were outside the studio throwing rocks at the windows and shit. Like, fuck all that. If you really wanted your kid, let a motherfucker have bunny right now. There's not going to be no me pulling up with Lifetime camera I'm crew calling every and I'm throwing rocks and yelling to the window and I'm calling the police. No, I'm pulling up with or without anybody else and I'm just going to stand out in the bushes or wherever yep. and wait. Somebody has yep. to come in or out at yep. some point and at that time I will have a gun and I will yeah. force my way. I'm going to get my kid. Like, and you can't child. tell me that, you know, they're crying and all that shit on TV and, you know, it's easy to watch that and be like, oh, I feel so bad for them. But then I thought about it and I'm like, no, I don't. No, because not the parents on that number six, bitch. Not the not ones that went once. to that R. Kelly concert, admitted they knew about the allegations, but because he was found innocent, they they thought he that he wasn't found guilty during the trial, so, so they were okay, okay with it. No. no. Any motherfucker Y'all had that, money in mind. Any, this is how I think, and maybe it's wrong, whatever. Anybody that has been accused of assaulting, sexually assaulting a child, something fucking funny was going on for you to for get them to charges. Make it to court. Right. So I'm not trusting you around my fucking kid. And not being charged or, or getting acquitted or whatever. Like, OJ was acquitted. Like, that don't mean shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't seem enough to risk your kid on. No. no. They had money in mind. That's what I'm saying. You think they would have let their they kid go with, like, a, a producer that lived down the street or something? Mm-hmm. No. They let him her, her go because they're not letting Kelly. Bookie from 73rd keep your kid and have... And she records there. No, no, you're not. And have her live in the studio with Buki. No, you're not doing that. No. And so, so um, those parents, how they were, they were sitting up and they were saying, um, we knew he had been accused of basically a funny shit, um, but we thought our daughter was different. He was no. going to make her a star. Oh, no, fuck them! I don't, I don't fuck them and their tears. As like, soon go get your as kid. That motherfucker 
got that little girl to agree to meet him in the hotel for a quote-unquote... Right. You know what I mean? Um, Audition. Audition. Thank you. For an audition... And the parents were mad about that. And that should have been your over one there, and only like, yeah. red flag. It, that's been and the very fact that nice. they weren't allowed up to the room either. They weren't allowed. He, she had to come down, and he didn't come with her. Like all of that, that would have ended everything. And then they negotiated. Yeah, they had for a talk her to later. Go on tour and signed away guardianship. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you fucking thinking? Fucking tripping. Yeah, and now you're upset kid. that your kid's gone. What the? F- you signed her over to the devil. Like, what did you think was yeah. going to happen? Exactly. I don't feel bad for the it's parents. It's fucking in. Infuriating to me that I feel bad for the girls. I don't feel bad for the parents. I don't, and I don't feel bad for any of the other adults that hopefully will be brought up on charges. That knew all this, all these allegations, and still everybody. We've said this before on this podcast concerning men. Every woman thinks they're different. Every every woman thinks they're going to be the special one, and Mm. you're fucking not. Yeah. You're not. The super fans that went in there so what and then were surprised. The, what about all the other artists who knew something was going on who didn't speak on the documentary? All those people. They're, they're just all, as gross. J- like Jay-Z? Jay-Z He's has a history gross. of being gross, too, though. Yeah, he does. That's why. When he got with Beyonce, she was super young. Lady he Gaga? fucked with the Leah, too. He fucked with the Leah, too. You know, like, Lady Gaga. I didn't right. speak she didn't say shit. But I'm saying a lot of these people refused to speak to the documentary. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and they still worked with him after and still, all this stuff and was coming out. And they were asked just to have an opinion child. for the documentary and didn't have one. Mm-hmm. So, it goes to show you how much people love money. Money over morals But we should have listened time. to all these songs, too. I mean, we're all complicit. We, we, I had AJ yeah. nothing but a number. Like, we, it didn't connect I for never, everybody. I never Maybe you liked didn't, that. But that's okay. You didn't, but I did. clearly tons yeah. of people did. Right. And we heard those lyrics. And now in this context, we hear it a certain way. So what complicit or, or what understanding, every level is different. The only reason I'm saying that is because the parents may not have been that aware yeah. as we didn't when we listened to Aaliyah or those no, records. No, in the beginning, saying, those yeah. parents, those the parents of the little girls um, in the beginning, I, I don't I don't blame them the way that I blame these parents that... Um, well, let's define that, that they're not to blame. Maybe 30 years, you know? Like, if those, yeah. They weren't even that old with kids, so they didn't know as much as I know about R. Kelly doing that stuff. They, right. By saying blame, I don't I don't I mean, blame complicit. blame the parents. The only one responsible is is R. Kelly. He's a monster. And then there's people that are complicit, and then there's <clears throat> people that are guilty because they didn't say anything but you get that why, watched it. Right, but you get that the reason that those parents let him go was maybe if some of these people that knew had come forward and spoke years earlier or even had an opinion... Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, what I'm saying? saying. Yeah, because, like, I mean, that's part of the reason I still continue to kind of listen to his music and shit. I wouldn't have bought it with my money, but, had opinions um, yeah, I feel like everybody him. kept it so quiet and kept working with him, and he kept selling shit out, so it was kind of like society told us it and was okay. So we're in that group in some yeah. level. We just yeah. may not be as self-aware, or, or we were aware earlier, or we right. think it's stranger, but this is their kid, and she wants to be famous, and no matter what, and... I'm not younger. doing that with my fucking child, I get that no one, especially after the trial. I'm just saying now. there's a line where Mm-mm. complicit versus responsible is interesting line there. Yeah. yeah, it is. I think there's a line it's, between willful ignorance and being complicit. I think we were willfully ignorant because 
we weren't right there in that setting, well, you know? Also, way more aware of A song came on, we just knew it. And abuse over the last few years, since there's been a movement towards that, a lot more people are speaking out. Yeah. The on that didn't before. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I posted, I said, I hope all of these people that are defending him watch it so that it can be more eye-opening. Because all of this shit, like, yeah, we knew he was a pervert and shit, but no one knew to this level. You know yeah. what I mean? We it's didn't know. Bad. We didn't know about bitches being held captive and starved. Made and like, um, daddy pissing in a bucket in a like, bedroom Yeah, we shit. didn't know all that, like, how pervert, how fucked up he was Demented. being to them. Yeah, so, like, uh... I, I just hope everybody well, does watch if it. more people had spoke up. If they did, right. yeah. It we didn't even the details. Yeah. We just knew that he was up to no right. good. We just and knew it, he was a creep. You like know the, what I mean? Like the girl on the tape, the parents even denied it just to protect the girl's future. You know, like yeah. the, the media, focus, the media right. fucking focused on the fact that, oh, the parents said it wasn't her. It's not R. Kelly. He's innocent. Right. You know? And it, it's I think parents and shit too us. feel a level of guilt because Absolutely. Aaliyah, Aaliyah clearly was pimped out yeah. by her family, and now her mom took to Twitter and started talking, going off, talking about it's not true, and Aaliyah was never left alone with him. Bitch. If that's the case, how'd they end up married? You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, mm-hmm. he was definitely left alone with your daughter. For but sure. I think she feels a level of guilt, uh, so oh, that's sure. what's making her do that. You know, like people deal with grief and like regret and shit yeah. in a lot of different ways and I think um, the families are feeling a lot of that right now and they as they should you know and there's there's shit like that going on in normal people's lives yeah and, and with relatives and with and uncles hiding oh, exactly you I know, deal with that a yeah creepy uncle and everybody doesn't and we still gotta look at him it. for holidays and we yeah. still gotta laugh at his jokes and yeah. he comes through and we still gotta you know tell him how we've been doing and shit yeah, like nah. it's gross the but family that's a yeah. bigger women's issue right now and that it is, is. Yeah. Yeah. because the world hates fucking women and, yeah. and Lifetime is making a lot of money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. But the awareness I like that is yeah. spreading awareness yeah. and it's For maybe sure making the conversations more it, and then open. I'm going to say the opinion is that why is R. Kelly the the focus? No, why is he the one they use a black male being used well that's well no they've obviously. done Weinstein they've done the Catholic Church there has not there's been, been a special six part series on Weinstein there's yeah. not there's not but there's been a BBC special okay. there was but it's um, still not Lifetime there was another special they dare it's do because it. he's black thank that's you that's why yes. we know that it's because he's black and there's but, um, well we all don't know that <laughs> but I have a list <laughs> But in, anyways um, I have a list and it fucking listed every documentary and but I, like Elvis and like the one yeah. who was that, no, that singer that the article I sent you? Elvis was that it with said her. basically why everybody else was overlooked when these documentaries were made. White. And because it didn't pertain to them, no one cared about Roman Polanski or um, no one cares. Woody Allen fucking his fucking daughter and marrying her and yeah. marrying yeah. her. Nobody, nobody. Why don't they care? The Catholic Church. Woody Allen didn't pertain to them. He's a fucking old white man, so nobody really cared. What do you back mean, then? pertain to them? Pertain to he was them, an actor, them, like right, a famous actor, actor and, and director. And extremely yeah. Our generation, R. Kelly pertains to our generation, right? Mm-hmm. Our music, we grew up on him. We relate to the R. Kelly music culture much more than but we relate a reason, to a Woody Allen. But there's Allen. a reason why the people that did relate to Woody Allen didn't react when that happened. Not our generation, yeah. but even his own generation didn't react to him doing that. Because and he's it coming a fucking out white Because man. he's white. Just yeah. like Roman fucking Polanski 
who was fucking Sharon Tate when she was fucking 15 years old, the one that was murdered by Manson. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pregnant. It's everybody. It's it's a music culture, Hollywood culture, pop culture. culture. They've all been fucking groupies and kids and like like for decades. King of rock and roll. He met what's Priscilla when she was fourteen, and they dated for eight years. And who was the um, who was the the one that married his cousin and and the Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Balls of Fire girl, his thirteen year old cousin. But more people were infuriated because of the cousin. You're right. You're yes. right. The yes. BS. You're the right. Incest was a bigger deal yeah. than the fact that she that was a child. Me out even I'm guilty of that. I was more grossed out that it was his first cousin. Right. And that's right. what people were. I'm yeah. just saying is this issue is so much bigger now, and it's not just coincidence that they picked R. Kelly. They oh, know. I know. And, and, I know and, and you're right. They did pick R. Kelly, but also because that's how you make money. I mean, Lifetime makes money off someone that's yeah. relevant, but no one's doing a special on Elvis right. about it. That right. would. Can we see a one-part special on Elvis? I know. Or like, any of the other rock of the, and roll and there's people been that have on all Kiss, these people. the guy from Kiss or whatever. Like, but all of them have fucked Steven Tyler. And I mean, Steven Tyler, the lead these singer. People, of, these people are 71, still dating 19-year-olds. Still out there. Like, yeah. Still out there. It's just... Yeah. It's so just I have a, 19 um, is gross, but it's not... A, I mean, it, technically, it's age of consent. Well, R. Kelly clearly has figured out to find some, find now the ones that are of age that look younger. He gets younger. them right on the yeah. border. But yeah. 17, 18. It, it's still abuse. It he's is. still abusing. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a still monster. So he's a we're not talking about just age. We're also monster. talking about someone who's mentally manipulating people. Fucking them in the head. And then yeah. fucking them off. So Using his fame. Yeah. Yeah, he's gross. He they, definitely it's, it's is a weird monster. It's weird because um, a friend of mine actually called me, and we were talking about, like, just the situation and stuff. And um, he was like, but, you know, like, if he would just go somewhere else, like, okay, here, society, you know, of course, that's fucking frowned upon, you know, um, someone of that age dealing with a young-ass girl like that. But, you know, there's child brides in other countries, and some people, some families and other cultures and shit marry their young-ass daughters off to older, stable men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, what is desired for their yeah. daughters. So, like, it's in different cultures. It's just, it's hella different. And um, he just made some good points that, like, um, here, like, it's he's a monster and this and that. But it's, like, you know, he's it's uh he was just saying like I don't think it's a choice that he's making. I think he has a problem in his fucking head. Yeah, and I'm like w- without a doubt, like no one's yeah. gonna choose to put you know, their freedom and everything on the line to take such a risk. And right? Can't stop it. Yeah, yeah. It's and like I said, you know, I've read studies about, you know, um like the fucking pedophiles that get out of prison and you know they're reformed or whatever, but they still get these <coughs> urges because it's in their DNA, you know, yeah. and, and it's some like are a even and Yeah, yeah. Some are even trying them. to make themselves another uh what is it what do they say with the lgb they want to make themselves a letter on yeah. they want to they want their own community the basically i mean it's them. rejected of course yeah. but they want it you know to get recognition as having their own community you, for because like there is a population of people and if you think about it worldwide there is a population of people that are attracted to children and um, i think it's in their dna and i think it's just like any other attraction preference to anyone else of course it's wrong i'm not saying it's it's okay but like if you think about it in the scheme of things it's not unknown also it's it's a it's a common it's more common than i think we like to admit because it's so wrong culturally in chicago there's a pimp culture that and they're underage women since the beginning of time beginning and i know growing up in st louis i knew that that was something that they did 
in Chicago, they fucked with young girls. Preachers did. Yeah. Musicians, everybody. It's a, it's a, it can be a cultural thing. I mean, there's states where age of consent is which still is, 15. Which leads me to this conversation. The world hates women. In the Bay Area, we have a level of uh, perviness. It's the entertainment. I mean, it's everywhere, but it's definitely prevalent in the entertainment industry. We definitely... It's it's over-sexualized, and and yeah, yeah. I I think it's just people getting away with anything and developing a complex where it's like anything goes in in Hollywood, and people, um, when you reach a certain level of fame and stuff, I think that... uh, Celebrities that are just not told no like a regular person. So they, you've made they get it when away. you have hella bitches. Yeah, you, have, you can have your pick. Your of a choice of bitches. anyone. Like no yeah. age applies, no age limit. You know what I mean? I think it's just too much freedom and stuff that comes with money. And um, even with I don't know with the whole people hate women thing. We we've already known that. But I was gonna say in the Bay Area, like there were times when we were growing yeah. up and. Um, Adult, we were 15 years old, and we never lied about our age. Never. Um, we never were those girls. We, we never had to. Never. <laughs> you know what I mean? We would tell them our age, and it was fine. It was still like, are Taco you coming Bell with man. us? No, not him. We didn't get that far. He just did what I said. But I don't even think we said more than like five no. fucking words. Age of consent is 16. Age of consent is 16 in all of Canada. In about 25 states yeah. in the United States. Age of consent is 16. So people... Well, you know, that's tricky because um, it's actually... It's 16 with another teenager, isn't it? Not with it's, an adult. Here it's different because um, my fucking... Uh, I don't want to maybe specify who. I'll, I know someone very close to me that caught a statutory rape charge uh-huh. because of uh, someone they had a kid with. Yes. And they ended up having to go to court and hell shit. Her parents pressed charges. And um, she was, I think, 16 at the time, and he was over 18. Yeah. And so he caught a case. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I like, you're 16 I and 17. I grew up thinking different. 16 was consent, but I, when no. you're over 18, I don't no. think it yeah. is. No, I've seen 30 year olds in the hood, like, with fucking 16, 15 year olds. Yeah. And especially, like, in gang areas, like, mm-hmm. it was. It was a cool fucking thing. Yeah. You know what that made me think of? That's hella gross that I have in my notes here that I almost wasn't going to speak on because this is someone that I interact with and that I've met before and I kind of looked up to for a minute, but um, Kat Von T's husband... He was from Prayers, the lead singer from the group Prayers or whatever. So I was like a fan a few years ago and like before he got with her and shit. And um, he fucking, he wrote a book and stuff. And um, he has a daughter who's like an adult now. I think she's like 21 now, but he's, it's like an estranged daughter. She's not in his life and shit. And he kind of wrote a book or whatever and he explained why. And, you know, he's a gang member from... San Diego and a lot of his music and shit spoke on it his lyrics and everything and then he finally told the story and some of his fellow gang members um, were fucking his daughter when she was oh, like 13 fuck. yeah and he knew what this is what happened okay <coughs> I when I, when I heard the story Damn. he was talking about how he felt so betrayed by his daughter that he cut all of them off okay of course <laughs> he cut the dudes off I guess but he cut his daughter off wow. okay because she embarrassed him and all that she- it was wasn't until they revealed that she's like 21 that everybody started doing the math and realized that at the time this happened, yeah. she was 13. Yeah. So your homeboys are fucking your daughter and you get mad at your daughter? They're raping yeah. your daughter, no, basically. In, in, Statutory in that, are you fucking kidding me? In that like, kind of world, I've seen it to where like the guys big up another guy because it's like, 
oh man, you got the hot young thing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's fucking sick. Like, it men is. are literally but like, it is. kind of giving praise. Like, you got that young but, thing. Uh, but a part of women and beauty in this culture is looking young and youthful and staying you can tell the difference between a a 19 year old girl and a a 13 year old girl for sure but these are things that are definitely becoming harder and harder to see I mean girls wear makeup at a younger age well yeah I mean this is what's pushed to them on TV every I mean they're you know it is definitely you know the burden of checking the burden of making sure your ducks are in a row is on the adult you know yeah. what I mean? Even if that girl lies, you better ask to see IDs. I don't care if you have to ask for birth certificates. If it's a mood killer or not, do right. it. Right. Like, if you yeah. want to protect yourself, you don't want to end up in court, you don't want to be looked at as a fucking child molester, statutory rape and shit. Yeah. You need to do it. Cover your ass. Do what you right. need to do. And if there's any doubt, don't fucking do it. Well, right. that's the line that R. Kelly's riding, though. He's hmm. trying to figure out how to do it barely legally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? We've he is. like Because it's not illegal to date someone when you're right. 21 or 16. It's illegal to have sex with them, but not date. Right. So, but then he waits for the person to turn 18 that day yep. and cut it off. Mm-hmm. Like, he's playing yeah. with those laws, so I don't think we're talking about law. We're talking he's about what's right sneaky, and wrong. Yeah. We're talking about what's right and wrong. Cause, right, because there's plenty of laws that are still yeah, wrong. And you can fly to another country. It doesn't mean it's right. And he you know? fucking traveled and toured the world. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know how many oh, situations yeah. that oh, wasn't yeah. on that you shit? You know, you know, he's he's been one to visit like child brothels and shit everywhere. Around I the hate world. him. Hell yeah, I Hell hate. Yeah. I hate people like him. I, I, I especially the mother of two daughters. Especially <coughs> I. I was a broken little girl. I didn't have yeah, a two-parent household. I didn't have no parents. I wanted somebody to love me so fucking bad. Yeah. I I, I was and to get by attention a grown fucking man. From an older guy. He wasn't like, rich. I, I was groomed by a regular fucking 22-year-old man when I was 14 years old. Yeah. I see how easy it would be for these little girls to be infatuated and to think mm-hmm. that they're special and to and believe what cling they're being to told. That, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I, it takes a special kind of monster mm-hmm. to do some shit like that. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. really, really strongly. And people get progressively worse when they're allowed to do things or... Yeah, for sure, or absolutely. Let, or getting away with it. Getting away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's levels. And clearly he's, in R. Kelly's case, he's become sicker and sicker. Yeah. And thinks he's yeah. slicker and slicker. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was funny, though, that, like, when you mentioned the celebrities and shit that declined to comment... And Quest Love was one of them. Dude. Back in the day, when I was 15 years old, we met Quest Love on Telegraph in yeah. Berkeley. We me used and to her. hang on Telegraph a lot. I was 15. He never gave a fuck. He gave me his phone number. With he wanted us to hook full up. Full government after. name. Full government name. Amir Khalib oh, Thompson. Phone number. I remember that phone. day. I remember I'm everything about it. We were, I was 15. We were, yeah, we I were was 15 always years on old. Telegraph. Yeah. Because yeah. Rasputin's always hosted. Yeah. Um, Rappers and autograph signings. And somehow and we always met people. You Did know what I'm saying? Did you know that was wrong? Yeah. 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 We knew. We thought it was like creepy. We, yeah. We he know. wasn't the only one either, though. Um, Spliff Star. Buster um, Rhymes hype wanted man. Buster Rhyme wanted us to kick it with him and Buster Rhyme. I can name, we were 15 years old. I can like, three, name. And was it gross? Or did you yes, not take it? It was gross, and we didn't go. We never hung we out with that. But we were 15, maybe 16. Festival at the Lake. Yeah. Uh, and we were like we were little things. girls. Yeah. I, and that's the point is people got to yeah. speak out yeah. or else they won't. 
Yeah. yeah. This is why my dialogue with my daughters is always open. There was no subject off limits. They sat with me and they watched yeah. this R. Kelly shit. Bunny watched it too. I I she them. even continued watching it when I got up to go take a bath right. and you know they kept replaying the episodes. Right. Yeah. I came out and I was like, Are you watching this? And she was like, Yeah, like he's gross. And I, I wanted like, yeah, this them. Crazy. When I loved how they had the criminologist and the psychologist and yeah. I loved how they broke down the manipulation um and abuse. Yeah. And how they do feelers and how they're steps. And that's what I really wanted the girls to hear is mm-hmm. that you don't even know you're being groomed. Yeah. You don't even yeah. know you're being abused until, until it's, it's damn near already happened. Until yeah. you're locked in a room knocking on the fucking wall to get food. So what do we think about the 33-year-old who was dating? She's a fucking idiot. That's what <coughs> I think. I mean, it's just it's like, it's abuse. the same it's thing. It is abuse. It's taking, it is. Va- yeah. it's and, taking and, advantage and of a vulnerable person. She might be on the spectrum. She might be slow. She might not yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I'm just right. saying, like, what it's is it? It's a vulnerable. It or was she just a, embarrassed? Because some level, she said she was just embarrassed mm-hmm. to go back home. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. No form of abuse is right. That shit was wrong. But she said she was a super fan. She, had knew, she knew about all the allegations and shit, but she didn't mm-hmm. care. Because she thought she was going to be but different. She was we always yeah. think we're going to be different. But she was embarrassed to leave. Yeah. And that's to fucking go back sad. On, you yeah. should never be embarrassed to leave a bad situation. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. If your people love you, they're going to love you regardless. Yeah. If they love you before. That's a bigger question like, for people like you're not loving yourself. And right. And if you're worried about what people think about because you're being abused. I mean, that's a that's yeah. A you bigger, gotta not care. You gotta not care. But At that point, you shouldn't give a fuck what nobody thinks. Like, what, what's it take for a woman to be strong enough to not go through that? Like, what in society socially? Self confidence. Self confidence. Like, the women that I know have self confidence and are mm-hmm. raised like you don't need a man. I, that was kind of like a '90s thing to be a stay-at-home mom and and look up to an older man mm-hmm. and find you an older man. And today things are different. Mm-hmm. Like women actually can go and make a career. Yeah, out of and don't need a man. And That's they don't more fucking now. need them. Yeah. yeah. You know, my mom, if you met my mom today, you would never think that my mom <clears throat> was an abuse victim for as long as she was. You would yeah. never think that. She's like, well, you get stronger after. Yes. And, and you learn from all that. Yeah. Ho- you know, hopefully. You don't know you hopefully. Work. Some yeah. people don't. Yes. Yeah. Some people don't. Like, I have an aunt who's no longer with us, and she, I talked about her before, that yeah. she was only in um, relationships where the, her partner hit her and put hands on her. And the last one... You um, get so used to it. Yeah, it's like it's almost like she didn't think they loved her if they unless they did that. Oh, you know, so it doesn't sad. make sense. Like, and, you know, it's good. Like, people like your mom and shit learn and get stronger. And, like, you know, she would never go for that now. My mom you would know beat that. my dad's ass. Right, but, like, some people, I look at my aunt, and after decades of that shit, she never learned. Some people just don't. It's fucking heartbreaking. Well, it's like his ex-wife. His ex-wife was like, I tried my best to stick around to make him become the person I fell in love with. Right. The front. Everybody has that hope. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has that hope when you're in an abusive relationship. You think about good times. You think about good situations. And you hold, and you gotta not, you gotta just face the fact it's not going to be that again. No. It's never going to be that again. If you're having to hold on to the old good times, yeah. if you're if you have more bad if you have more bad memories, bad situations than you yeah. do good, that's a clear indicator that 
this is not good yeah. for yeah. you. Any, when you're in a situation, there. though, you're, like, blind to all that. You so are. that's a good thing to you remember are. is, like, if you have to physically make a list, like, pros yes, and cons. Make a so you can see it because you may, you may not realize you're it. Right. I've been in that situation yeah. where it's, like, you think so much about the good times and good memories. You hold on so tight to those that it's, like, it makes the really bad ones be small because yep. you don't want to give it that much focus. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you... But look at where you're at in that current part, like, in life. Like, if you're not progressing and helping each other progress, that's what a relationship is. Like, if Mm -hmm. you guys aren't getting better together and you're stagnant or going worse and worse down a black hole, you need to get the fuck out. For sure. You always always think that... uh the next time will be better or, you know, you can bring that, that good part back out of them when in reality that wasn't uh, them. Yeah. That, yeah. that was their mask that they and wore. And you're not the person that made that good stuff leave. Yeah. They just no. revealed their real right. self. You they know were what able I'm to saying? take yeah. off that jacket. Somehow right. you brought it out. Right. They're, they're, they just had time to let it out. Yeah. Like, I, it's not even they brought it out. You know, it's just someone got comfortable enough to show their yeah. real face. I have a friend, um... I haven't, we haven't, like, spoken on the phone or, you know what I'm talking about. We haven't spoken on the phone or anything, and probably it's been about four years, and she's been in a horribly, horribly abusive situation for about the last eight years, eight or nine years with this guy, and and he actually, he did the typical abuse thing where... Mm -hmm. Got her to cut off all her family and friends, moved her to um, out in the fucking valley in bumfuck nowhere. Wow. <laughs> she doesn't have a bank account in her name. She's not allowed to work. Yeah. Um, he controls everything. Um, and recently I heard that he beat her again. I mean, this happens all the time, but something in turn happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Because of that, she ended up in the hospital. And every year on my birthday, I just get a message on Facebook, and it just says happy birthday in my messages. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. And I sent her a message this last time after I heard she was in the hospital, and I, it was basically like, I just, it was just, it was quick. It was maybe six sentences, but I just wanted her to know that when you're ready to leave, I'm fucking here. Uh-huh. I didn't know and you I, told her that. And I, good. And, and I still love you, and I know that. And I basically just told her that you're strong and you're brave and you're beautiful and and whenever you're ready, yeah, you fucking let me know. Yeah. I wanted her to know that she still has something because I can only imagine how isolated and horrible she feels. And on your own. And you yeah. yeah. And and now that she, all her all her immediate family lives out of state, uh-huh. so she really is by herself. And so I just needed her to know that. Fucking don't give up. Please can I, don't. Can I ask you a yeah. question? So where's the crime start at? The abuse or the control? Um, In that situation? I think it starts the with control. control. I'm saying, yeah, it starts the with control, the control. Because by the taking control away makes the, you overlook the, money, the abuse. By putting you, moving you out of state. But what if yeah. there's no intent you're, to... It's like physi- setting, what if there's no physical abuse? It's still abuse, it's right? It's still abuse. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mental abuse. Emotional, mental. Yeah. yeah, being controlled is abuse in itself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I just think that... That we can't always, you got to see it there, and that's got to yeah. be the question because that's that's where the problem is. Right. You know, it can lead to a lot of other things, but it's if the somebody control, has you to where you're so dependent it's this on this society them, like, that men run are in control. Yeah. It's, yeah. I Those mean, are pimp tactics. That's shit I would do to people. Also like, the, set you up but, to where you have no money and right. you have nothing in your name, and you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're fully dependent on me. But like that's it's like abusive. The cool girl in high school dated a college kid. Like yeah. Too like 
these are things that have been in society. So I suppose the Me Too movement and all these things are making these things prevalent and making people aware. But I don't mm -hmm. think abuse, people have to understand the abuse isn't the physical part, even the sexual part. It's, it's the control it's just, issue. Yeah. And sometimes women... A woman or a girl, in this case, may not know and think it's cool to hang out with the older guy. Yeah, and walk You're herself exactly right down to that. Right. Walk herself right down that thing, and no one's going to say nothing because she's saying it's great. Right. And those are the big questions of things that need to be changed. Those things can't be looked at that as okay. Everything. But they can't be looked at as okay. They can't no longer be. That's yeah. the whole point of equality. Like, is men and women being equal? It's not. It's about control. Yeah. It's about. It's, it's about. You know who's responsible for someone else. You guys are responsible for each other as a couple. Right. It's not like I'm going to marry this man who's going to take care of me. Yeah, with you know, the control shit, yeah. that's a recipe for disaster. Especially as well. <clears throat> back to your fucking um, control shit. As a broken girl, something that looks like love. Obviously, it's not love, but if a guy's telling you, I don't want you to wear that, or if a guy says, don't wear makeup, you look better without makeup, or if a guy's like, I, I don't want you to hang out with these guy friends no more, and you're like, oh, he loves me. Yeah, but someone so who loves me. love so bad, they're going to look at it yes. like those are signs of love, yes. but and they're without really Without even saying, also, sometimes women will be, my man takes care of me. He takes care of all the bills. Right. They don't even need the man to say that. They want to get up under him. Right, right. That's, That's fucked up. yeah. I mean, that's a men well, mental thing. Well, because a lot of people have been taught that's desirable. That's a desirable relationship. Right. Or you know what I mean? And, that's ideal for a woman. Both, both, both people should be feel taken care of. But yeah. You should be able to stand on your own, too. Yeah. Like, and if and if someone's making that difficult or, like... Taking that away from yeah, you. Yeah, then that's that's a sign. That's so, not a big know, red people flag. People should, should try to help step you up. Yeah. And make you self-sufficient. Right. And that way... But but that's redefining relationships and years of history and yeah yeah and so I think it's yeah. a it's a it's a bigger broader message. R. Kelly just is a way to tell a part of the story, but it it's just one layer. To it's just one layer, and, and clearly he <laughs> yeah. and, and now he's oily and greasy, and he's turned into Kells. But like you yeah. said, everyone Ugh. everyone. Big up this dude. All these famous people did records prime, with him. Yeah. And now we're still years later where you're saying he's on a downfall, but still these people aren't speaking up. And, and not even in their, not even on their own to... Another thing, too, though, in the community is that whole mind my own business mentality. Yeah. Like, this is Fucking messy. This is messy. I don't want to be a part of it. That ain't my business. Yeah. It's a lot of that. That, And I think that is the reason a lot of those people didn't speak out that have worked with him in the past because they're like, this is messy. You know, I'm not going to be a part of it or whatever. And for whatever reason, they separate themselves. I don't agree with it. I think everybody that has ever witnessed whatever, they should speak out about or it. Or they should at least use their platform at some point to, even if it's they kind decide of their responsibility. to stay out of it. Yeah. Yeah. To some say point something. you got to use your platform instead yeah. of just be quiet. Yeah. And there's platforms out there for somebody to help somebody going through that. You know, like mm -hmm. my mom went through that shit with my sister's dad. And my aunts, all of them came together, called the cops, called social services, and got the protection my mom needed because she was That's good that she, she had was that unable yeah. to make those yeah. decisions to get the fuck out herself. No one in my family with my aunt did that. Yeah. They were like, she but likes that's that, what needs so to that's change. on her. Like friends, yeah. aunts, my mom, uncles, cousins, none of the siblings. Nope. If you don't want to do Not it yourself, all families are call a like fucking that. service that can actually knock on that door, bang on that door, and save somebody's life. 
Well, yeah. it's necessary these stories don't just be like, oh, R. Kelly's so gross. No, a lot of people are gross. Oh, yeah. A oh, lot yeah. of yeah. people Fuck, got the yeah. gross meter. For sure. A lot of people yeah. are And a just, lot of people are not saying shit or or possibly defending him because they have gross shit in their own closet. Or they're, this or is, they're okay with fucking And this is going to be, ass. it's going to be a slow news week and this will be gone in two weeks. It won't get spoke of. It's like it, this is just R. Kelly. Yeah. It's not just R. Kelly. This no. is not just a slow news week where everyone's yeah. talking about I hope a pattern is getting started. I think this is part of a pattern <clears throat> And that's that why I'm sh- I share it and the stories that I see about it and related yeah. to it, that's why I share it because I want it to be yeah. spoken about and I want everybody else yeah. That uh, is caught up in some shit like this to get spoken about too. Not just him. It no, ain't personal. No, going. fuck it no. Keep going. I, and I worry about that. People That's, making it about this story yeah. and oh, that was just another news. No. Story. And people are making it about color and he's only being attacked nah. so bad. But, well, he. I do think a lot of focus is on him because it, he's black. It, but it's an easier he's target. Still guilty. It, it makes you yeah. easier target. He is target, an easier maybe. target because. And like right. you said, and like but, you said, he's got a more interesting story to tell. He's more relevant at this age. Yeah, you're but right. There are tons of people. So just way, across the board, speak out yep. on everybody. There's people this. around you right now that you could call out, period. And also yeah. teach the people around you that don't look for no one to this is, put you on. This is yeah. why for no one to right. take care of you. Right. Yeah. To learn to take care of yourself. Right. This, this is your life. This is why from day one on this podcast, we have fucking bared our soul and we've talked about being groomed as young Yeah, young and girls. fucked up situations and we've landed in. Sex- like, we and actually have another one that needs to be talked about. And I'm getting ready to talk about something that happened when I was... You weren't yeah. even that young then. 16, 17. When, the story I'm going to tell? Yeah. Yeah, like 16. Yeah, I guess so. Because I, I was really with Papa at the time. I was like 16. 17 or 18. Yeah. And um, this is wild. So... And my ass hurts. This is obviously years ago when I was 16, and this is a story that, although there were two other friends with me, I think we've maybe mentioned it to each other since it happened one or two times, just because— This is a story that she told me for the first time, like two weeks ago, and my fucking mind was blown that I had never heard about it before. But, like, over the course of our friendship, like, when I uh, first got with my ex-husband and shit, there were times, gaps, you know, where um, we weren't kicking it that tough. And so this was one of those times. That was why I didn't hear about it back then. But I was just so floored, because if I was around back then, oh, my God, like, it would have went a whole nother way. (laughs) We probably would have been on Channel 2 News with Dennis Richmond, but this shit, this was wild. I think one of the reasons that it's not something that I've told, like, out loud is simply because by saying it out loud, it makes it a reality of what was going to happen, what was happening, what, what could have happened. So... I had a friend um, back then. We had a friend. Yeah, she's a fucking mess now. She but was the queen of getting us into weird ass situations. Dude, she was the queen of getting us into shit. vulnerable shit. This ain't constant. The first yeah. thing. I mean, it's the first thing like this. She was a very gullible, typical fucking, dingy white girl. Yeah, that's what she was. Game there goofy was no as fuck. Game goofy, no street smarts, but always in the hood. Dude, like she, like, up, no I'm surprised she's not being dead. in there. Yeah, I'm yes. surprised she's not dead. Yes. To be completely honest. So. She had called me one day, and this is back before we really realized fucking she's a fucking death trap. So she was like, "Um, hey, one of my guy friends is starting a business. He's looking for someone to be like a secretary receptionist. Um, He's going to pay $11 an hour. 
part-time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that sounds really good. You know, I went to continuation She was school. so good at calling everybody her friends, too. So when she everybody. said friend, I thought, fucking, mm-hmm. she really knew this guy. You realize later, that's just what she, she called him. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I called, I had called the guy and he seemed really nice. I could tell he was black. He was, um, he was older. He was probably in his later twenties, mid twenties. Somebody who had no fucking business talking to somebody my age. Cause I told him, um, and he was like, well, let's meet at Chevy's in Richmond. Um, we could do the interview there, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, that's great. So I took two of my friends with me. One of the friends I took as a nickname, we called her Brutus because fucking she just really didn't give a fuck. She spoke her mind. She was fucking a brute. And then the other one is my other best friend, Andrea, who I've been friends with since um, we were like 11 years old. Who's very quiet. Yeah. And uh, she don't talk to no one. <laughs> she mm-hmm. don't like no chill talk. So um, we went. We met the guy at Chevy's. And back then I was a big weed smoker and... We talked in the parking lot for a minute, and he was like, well, why don't you guys jump in my car? We could do the interview. You know, we could talk in the car and smoke a blunt. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, right? Naive as fuck. We get in the car, and we're riding, and we get on the freeway heading toward Oakland. And I'm like, where are we going? And he was like, oh, we're going to my place of business, my my business partner's there. And I'm still thinking, okay, you know, I have my two girls with me. I felt all right. So we pull up um, in East Oakland, and it's this, like, a a, a duplex, apartment building. Um, And it had these stairs, and it was was abnormally higher than a regular second story, and it was just one flight straight up, and they were the type of cement steps where you could see the ground through the bottom. And he's like, come up with me and meet my business partner. He was like, you two could stay in the car. Still not thinking nothing of it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I go up there with him, and instantly when I got in there, just bad vibes. There was an older black lady in there who was probably mid-late 40s. You know, she was like an auntie. And I just instantly, the moment I stepped in there, I got badass vibes, and I was like, I'm not feeling good, you know, we need to go. They spent about 40 fucking minutes trying to convince me of why I needed to stay, and they made this drink, and they were trying to get me to drink this drink. They weren't telling me anything about a fucking business. They were feeding me all types of bullshit, and they I just remember they kept trying to get me to drink this drink, and I was like, I don't want to drink that drink. I'm not drinking that drink. And then about 30 minutes into it, Brutus fucking knocks on the door, and he cracks the door like maybe four inch, three inches. And he's like, yo, what's up? And she was like, where the fuck is my friend? It's been 30 fucking minutes. You know, what the fuck is going on? And he was like, hey, you need, he was like, you need to watch your fucking mouth. You ain't going to be talking to me like that. And I thought he was going to shove her down them steps and fucking kill her. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But she was like, no, I don't give a fuck. And he was like, you need to go back to the car. And she was like, I'm not fucking going back to the car. She was like, I'll stand right here on these steps. You don't want to let me in? But my friend, we need to go. Thank God for her. Because honestly, that attitude and that type of mouth is the only thing that kept us out of a lot of shit, too. Yes. Absolutely. So finally, after like 45 minutes... I was able... Didn't you say you had, like, diarrhea I started saying I had diarrhea. I was going to throw up. I started putting it on really thick because I, I... The vibe was so bad, you guys. I wish I could just really put into words 
I knew it was bad. Like, yeah. I knew it was They were gonna, trying to drug you. Like. Yes. Bitch, I, we, I was going to be, we were going to be sex trafficked. We were probably going to be called up one by one, yeah. fucking drugged. And it, it was fucking going to be over. So, finally got fed up with a man. I kept banging on the fucking door. Thank God. And um, we got to get back in the fucking car. And when we got back in the car, he was like, he started driving. And he was like, ain't nobody got no money to drive you home. And I was like, we'll give you money. Just take us to the BART station. We didn't even want to be driving, driven home. We were just like, I'll give, I'll give you $20 to take us to the fucking BART station. And he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. He kept driving around with us in the fucking car. At one point, he stopped at a liquor store and made me get out with him. Right, and he had told and us there was ass in the store. There was he had a gun under the front seat. So this is why nobody jumped out while the car was moving. Yeah. This is why nobody ran when we stopped at the fucking liquor store. He made me go in the liquor store with him, and he made me hold. This is before I'd ever done fucking any type of coke. You know, at sixteen, I, I was a drug virgin except right. weed, no so, drinking or anything. So he held this fucking dollar bill and was like, "You need to hold this for me." And I, dude, he fucking must have ripped through it. God damn, half a gram, bitch, on that dollar. He in the was, store? In the back of the store, yeah. And, and so, paraded you in there, like, the, what the fuck? Yeah, so we get back in the car. Finally, after, I'm not even kidding, it was probably a total of six hours we were stuck with this dude. He finally drove us to Richmond because we scrounged up, like, $35, $40 between us and we're like here please just fucking drop us off somewhere and then at that point he didn't want to drop us off at Bart he drove us all the way back to Richmond and I'll never forget we got out of his fucking car and he peeled out bitch and I remember we fucking like just fell on our knees to the ground and we're like oh my god oh my fucking thank you god thank you god and we've probably spoken about this, like I said, out loud maybe one or two times in all the years because— Do you think it's from being, like, ashamed that y'all got in that situation? or No, not ashamed, like— sad to relive it? No, I think because if we speak on it, it really happens. Like, we fucking really were almost sex trafficked. We really were almost fucking— That's scary as fuck. Scary as fuck. And I always— it's, it's almost like you put it out of your memory in a way because yeah. me and you laugh all the time about how we were friends with, like, older, known-ass pimps yeah. that were in their 40s and shit when yeah. we were teenagers, but they never tried to pimp never, on us. Never. They would just kick it with us and, like, look out for us and mm-hmm. shit. And we would laugh, not, you know, recent, and um, and laugh like we're lucky. Like, I don't know how we got in these situations, but, you know, nobody ever tried to, like, fuck us over. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, we stayed safe all the time. Yeah. And that was never brought up. So it's almost like you didn't uh, remember it. Yeah, it's almost like I pushed it out of my memory. That's yeah. probably, like, the one, one fucking bad—well— the one bad time involving almost fucking being yeah. sex, the one time that that happened. And I think it's—I don't speak about it because it makes it fucking real, you yeah. know? There are stories like that, that was though, terrifying. like— um, It was terrifying. Growing up, just, like, people, men, for instance, they don't understand. Like, I was having a talk with my dude the other day, and um, he was telling me about— um, his ex like had a situation with the older dude trying to get at her and she had never talked about it and she finally had told him about it or whatever and you know felt comfortable finally speaking about it now as an adult right. but 
and made me think about situations like I was telling him when I was a kid, a little kid riding my bike and shit. I remember I used to ride my bike by myself all the time. I grew up an only child. Yeah. And there were always men either trying to get me to get in their car or go in their house or, you know what I'm saying? And we're like making kids like, like noises like that at me like a dog. When I was like seven years old, six and seven years old riding around by myself and it made me remember a situation where um, I had a best friend named Michelle that lived around the block from my grandma's house. That was the only friend um, growing up whose house I would, like, spend the night at, and that mm-hmm. even wasn't too often. But she had a younger brother, and, um, you know, both mom and dad were in the house, and, um, that you know, we were friends for a long time. And when we got to be, like, I want to say maybe I was, like, 10 or 11, she was, like— 12 or 13, um, her dad, he used to sell some kind of drugs. I don't remember what it was, but he sold, like, either Coke or meth or something. But people were, were always in and out the house. Um, they were good parents, though, for the most part. Right. But um, he had this friend that would come through, this Mexican dude named Victor, and um, he would come through and shit, and he would, like, wink at her and shit, but he was her dad's friend. And... Um, they kind of developed, like, a crush on each other. And I remember I told her, like, Ew. that's hella gross. But I remember her saying he was cute. And I was like, I remember telling her that's hella gross. And because I expressed that it was gross, I think, I believe, that's what made her ultimately not tell me how far shit was going between them. Yeah. And um, they had this—it was like a fort—it was like a clubhouse. It was made out oh. of, like, plywood in her backyard. She had two big-ass Rottweilers. That, and how old were you? I was, like, 10 or 11. Okay. And um, they had two big-ass Rottweilers in the backyard, and then they had, like, this big clubhouse that was, like, built in the backyard. It had Mm. a roof on it, and it had, like, almost like rooms. It was made with plywood, and it was, like, big, and it was all—you had to duck down to get in it. But, like, there were sleeping bags in there and shit, and I remember we slept out there a few times, um, like, over the weekend and shit with her parents' home. And one of the times, I woke up in the middle of the night, and Victor was in there, and he was fucking her. What? Yes, and this is her dad's friend. And I, like, freaked out, and I was, like, crying. your age? She was a year or two older than me. So I was 10 or 11. She was 12 or 13. (gasps) So he was in there fucking her, and I woke up during. And I was, like, freaking out. I started to feel sick. I remember I was crying, and I didn't want them to know I was awake. So I, like, scooted as far as I could the opposite way. I heard him leave, and then— I waited a while, and then I, I, she, I think she went to sleep or something, and I remember telling her, I got to go home. It was the middle of the night. It was still dark. And I was like, I got to go home. I hella don't feel good. I got to go home. And she was like, no, it's too late. Like, don't walk by yourself, whatever. And I cut. So after that, I never mentioned it to her. I never told her that I knew, but, like, I was for sure what I saw. I was right there. And um, she, he worked at the pizza place around the corner from me, from us. And um, we would ride our bikes and shit. And I remember her always wanting to stop in there to see him, her waving at him, him driving by us Where all the work? time. At Cybell's. At a pizza place. Yeah. And um, he fucking, he was still coming through to buy shit from her dad all the time. It was just like a secret. You know what I'm saying? I she cut his fucking throat, she didn't, Well, listen to this. She never let them know what happened or nothing like that. And um, I just never said anything to her either because she never told me about it. So I didn't want to make her uncomfortable because she didn't know I knew from what I know because I played like I was still asleep. Yeah. Girl, one day she was cleaning her room 
and she called me and she was like, I have a box of stuff that I want to give you. Um, come over and get it. And it was like old toys and shit. Girl, I was so young, I was still playing with toys. Yeah. She gave me a box of toys and shit. She was like, come get it. And so I went and got it. It was like a big box, had a lid on it, had hella toys and shit in it. I took it to my grandma's and um, that was it. The next day, I started going through the box and there was a letter from her. And it was like, I love you. You mean everything to me. You're my best friend. Don't ever forget me, blah, 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 whatever. She ended up running away with him and she never came back. What? Ever. And her parents, like, she never came back. Did you ever try and look for her this day? She never came back? You think she's still with him? Yeah, they had kids and shit. What? Her brother, like, the family was so fucked up. Like, they went through hella shit, and they moved. And, like, it was so hard for me. Like, they moved away. And, like, the brother... I forget the last contact I had with the brother, but he said that she reached out to him, like, anonymously before they moved out of that house and was just like, we have two kids now, and I'm happy, and I love you guys, and I miss you guys, and, like, that's it. She didn't talk about ever coming back. He basically stole her life. When she was, like, 12 or 13. What the fuck? Yeah, that was, like, my best friend. (laughs) God so, yeah, damn. I have a lot of experience with men just being fucking gross. Well, you know, and, and people fucking, I'm telling you, my first instinct when, even now as an adult, as old as I am, if I am approached by a man by myself, I fucking feel panic. Yeah. I feel panic. I feel fucking panic. That's like my first, my first reaction is just panic. Like, it's a horrible fucking feeling. Um, today, I don't know if you saw, there was this video circulating on social media. I saw it on Facebook a bunch of times, and it's this video of this black girl. She's pretty. She's kind of a little slim, thick, and she gets out of the car at this gas oh, station, God, yes, and I there's like yes. 15 black dudes dudes just surround her. And, dude, <clears throat> they're down her throat. it gave me instant fucking flashbacks dude twice that's happened to me well that happened all the time that was like common to pull up at a gas station where dudes will hustle at or whatever were you with us in the car when we pulled up in east oakland and our car got blocked in the liquor store bitch and i'm not kidding there was probably 50 fucking dudes swarming our car I mean, that sounds hella common. I don't know if I, you know, my memory is trash, but probably. And I was telling, you know, I was having this conversation with these women, and I was saying that there's no right reaction in that situation because if you're nice, they take advantage. If you're you're mean, you're a bitch. And you could get slapped. There was times where I've had people grab me by my hair for not giving them my phone number and being like, oh, and being like, oh, bitch, you think you're too good, bitch? You think you're too good to talk to me or whatever? That's a common thing. I've had dudes pull me by my hair, threaten to spit on me, hella shit. So, like, out here, like, it's calmed down a lot from what it used to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. um, Definitely, um, I was one to give an ugly person I was not interested in at in any shape or fashion my phone number because they'll also yeah. call it right in front of you yes. and don't be the bitch trying to give out no fake number because you're going to get slapped it was awesome before we had cell phones because bitch we could just oh give yeah out you could give any number. number no now they're calling it in front of you yeah. and if it's the wrong number like like I said it's calmed down a lot but even when I had Bunny around that time I was spending hella time in the east and that was you like would get still, groped if there was a big yeah. group someone was touching your butt oh for sure still, she doesn't fully disappear it's still like that <laughs> I just don't put myself 
I, I don't well, leave anymore. I don't go out anymore. This is the thing. I had some male friends that posted that video of that girl getting sweated at the gas station, and they were laughing about that it. Made and me I feel kept, panicked. I messaged hella people, and I was like, "That shit ain't funny. That shit is disgusting." And they were still laughing about it because they're fucking idiots. And um, a girl I know posted it on her page, and all the comments, even hella women, were like, "Why did she? Why didn't she just go to a different gas station, dumbass bitch?" Like blah blah blah. So I wrote. How the fuck do you know of that course, ain't the only one? Of course, the focus would be on why did she? Why didn't she just what go somewhere she, else? Why did she instead, put herself in that yeah. situation? Instead of saying why don't they leave her the fuck alone, they're saying why did she go there? Like and as a society, that's always that's everybody's attitude. fucking that is go the attitude. to the majority. Gross. Not I shouldn't say everybody, but the majority is. And it was hella women saying that too. And I'm like, bitch, are you serious? How about what if she's out of gas? Like she can't make it to another gas right. station, bitch. You don't know her situation. She should be able to get out of her fucking car and go to a business without being sweated to and the point where she had on a black dress. Down. I mean, it was a tight fitting dress, but I mean, it was nothing like. She it wouldn't matter if she was fucking naked, honestly. Yeah. Let's be real. It yeah, wouldn't matter if she was irrelevant. in a fucking bikini. The fact that they act like they had never seen a fucking woman before, like like she wore that to a goddamn prison. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody's first reaction is, why did she go? Why did she? Why didn't she go to a different gas station? Why did she get out of her car? Why did she do this? How about yeah. why do you have to act like fucking animals? Yeah. How about respect? Like, like people go to the beach. That's no reason for men to start raping women and right. treating them different. Right. You know, like, why is it different on a normal street? Right. Yeah. Why do men get Control all this power? Oh, you know. It makes me hella sad, like, talking about all this shit. It really does. It makes my fucking soul when feel you, crushed. Um, when you first told me that story about uh, you almost getting trafficked or whatever, it made me remember a story when I had first got married, when I almost had to sue my boss. And I remember <laughs> this story. This is I was gross. working in Oakland for this Nigerian man named Gozi, and he was an attorney, and... Nigerian men are kind of known for being shitty towards women. They're like, for the most part, the ones I've met are womanizers, and they're pretty cocky and, you know, aggressive. And he definitely fit fit into that. And he um, fucking—but he was always nice to me. He hired me. He paid me really fucking well, especially for at that time. Um, Knew I was married and um, met my husband. She was very (laughs) pregnant. Met my husband. Well, I wasn't very pregnant at the time, but I was pregnant. Okay. And, you know, he met my husband and Shay. And I worked for—there were other attorneys in the building, and they all kind of had their own assistants. Mm -hmm. So I worked closely with two other women. And, um, you know, we we worked together every day. And it wasn't weird for him to bring us lunch or, like, take us to lunch or whatever. He would kind of do that. They all would do that um, for us, like, you know, a couple times a month or something. One of those times, um, okay, so I, I wasn't very pregnant, like, showing. But I was very pregnant in the way that they had a baby shower for me at the office. Okay? This was before this happened. She's a lucky bitch, and the way she carries her pregnancies are, like, Inside of her liver. You literally don't know until the day she gives birth. Yeah, like when I was pregnant with Bunny, I was able to strip until I was like eight months. Yeah, it's ridiculous. She's a bitch. This was my first pregnancy at the time. So with (laughs) my son, I was even smaller. I was like 115 pounds. And so I had like a little bump, but they knew I was pregnant. They threw me a fucking baby shower at the office. Right. And so, you know, I I was close to them. I had been working with them for a while, and, you know, I was close to everybody, comfortable. So one day, 
Friday, he was like, let's go get some food or whatever. It's kind of slow today. It was like a Friday. So I was like, okay. So he took me, and we went and got Jamaican food. So we get food. (laughs) We get food, and um, we're done. We're talking or whatever. Conversation was hella normal, work shit. Um, After we eat, we get in the car. We're driving back. So I thought. So he stays on the freeway, and he's going somewhere else, and I'm, like, confused. And I'm like, where are we going? And he's like, oh, oh, just sit back. Just relax. And I remember he put on some music. That's a scary feeling. And um, being told to relax, like, when you ask where we're going is not what I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, so, and, you know, I was a lot more aggressive back then than I am now. So I was kind of right. like, no, where are we going? And um, he was like, just relax and kind of laughed it off. So, girl, we pull up at the fucking Executive Inn in Oakland that's on the water, on like, by the marina, it's you know? It's a hotel. Girl, it's a fucking hotel. So, we pull up in the parking lot there, and I'm thinking to myself, he better be meeting a client or something, like, Bitch. picking something up. No, he goes to, like, park the car, and I'm—so I get loud, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, seriously, what are we doing here? And he, t- he looks at me hella crazy, and he's like, I mean, we had lunch. I thought we were going to, like—I thought we would just relax. Just, you know, you fucking we, I thought we would get bitch. up and he had a wife. I've been around his wife. He had like four kids. Who relaxes at a fucking hotel? At a hotel with their secretary. You stupid bitch. Their pregnant secretary. So I was like, oh, hell no. So I had to snap. And I was like, you better take me back to the office right fucking now. I was crying hella shit. He was like, I think you need to calm down. After, I think you need to settle down. Let's make this clear. He did this after you'd made it abundantly clear that you were in no way interested in him. Ever. Never flirted. Never, never, none of that. You never. He just like saw in love with your dude, yeah. your husband. He he just thought like I would be with it. So, girl, I was crying. God I was damn. doing hella shit. I got back to the office, packed up my shit, left, contacted an attorney and Never Berkeley. went back. I was going to sue him. It went as far as my attorney got statements from the other women I worked with. They had some stories that I didn't know about that was kind of funny about him, flirty and weird. Um, I don't remember why, but I ended up not going through with the, the lawsuit. I ended up just dropping it. But, um yeah, I, I almost had to sue him for that gross shit. It's fucking sad. And didn't even, like, fuck, aside from us both being married, I'm pregnant. Like, you nasty bitch. You're I, just ready to fuck me with a baby in me. Like, you, gross. I told, <laughs> and I've made it abundantly clear, I'm not interested in you. No. I'm never not. flirted, never none of that. So you no. trapped me in a vehicle with you. Yeah, calm down. I thought we were just going to go somewhere to relax. That's so angry. And looking at me hella crazy, like, you need to calm down. Like, you're tripping right now. We could probably sit here and tell stories like this. All day. All day. <laughs> all day. And we're not even halfway not through us. our lifespan. No. And, and it's, it's not, not even us. us. It's every woman we know has stories like this that are fucking disgusting. And men and be shocked when they hear stories like this. And it's like, I'm never shocked. I'm never shocked. I'm never. Because never. I have so many of my own, and every woman I know has so many, has even more than me. Like, yeah. I, I went through life thinking I was lucky because I was never raped or molested as a kid until I was an adult. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I grew up thinking I was one of the lucky ones, which is hella sad. It's hella sad. Shit's gross, dude. It's really sad. It's really fucked up. And we know all men aren't like this. And... Yeah. I'm super I'm I'm super thankful that they're not all like this. I'm 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 really thankful for the good men in my life, the role models that you know, my girls get to see that you know, they get to know yeah. not all men are pieces of shit. Like I said, I'm very open with them. So we're back. 
Um, we're going to change gears a little bit because things got a little heavy and upsetting. We had to take a little break. <laughs> so we took a little breather. We, we had some snacks. We killed the engineer. He's a prisoner. <laughs> we killed him. I had some carrot cake. And I that, smoked a cigarette. <laughs> and now we're back. People yeah, are in here smoking that. fucking weed. Like, that's allowed around me. I'm probably going to get weird in a He's few minutes boss. and get quiet. <laughs> he thinks because he owns the place, he can just fucking smoke weed in here. Uh, um, good old Liz. So let's talk about some kids for a minute. Yeah, let's, um, let's talk about kids. Over the weekend, I watched this Bully doc on Netflix. I want to say it might be called Bully. And it was so fucking sad. And it just made, I almost cried. I stopped it at one point so I could watch something else that was coming on. But um, I can't watch it like so that. So I didn't finish it. But it, it was good. It's good to watch it with your kids. That was why I put it on because I was That's sitting there watching idea. TV with Bunny. And, you know, Bunny is so, like, you know, sweet. And, like, I don't have Nothing to Nothing like you. Yeah, right. But I've had situations where she's been bullied. So, like, yeah. I wanted her to yeah. watch it and just see. Um, it, it was sad because they were talking about some kids that actually took their life. I know. Like, because, you know, they couldn't handle it. And they were, like, her age. And I was like, holy shit. But, you know, I just wanted her to watch it and see the other kids deal with it, how maybe yeah. they could positively yeah. deal with it, whatever. But the, it's a good documentary to watch, especially to watch with kids just so you're not raising any shitty piece of shit fucking bully kids. That because I it does stand. start at home. Oh, my God, it Absolutely. does. That's exactly where all that behavior starts. I was a bully at one point. And, like, it was because I didn't have a home life that I wanted. Right. And, like, you know, it made me lash out on other people that didn't fucking deserve that shit. And, like, now looking back, like, I'm really ashamed of some of the shit that I did as a kid, you know, and, and how I treated some people. But, you know, if if I had somebody teaching me at home and had some parents, I probably wouldn't have done none of that. So I, I think that was a good thing to watch. I'm going to finish it maybe tonight. I'm going to have not, I'm gonna look it up and have <coughs> Naya watch it. She, um... She's had some fun situations. Dude, with, she came home from school. Junior today. high, right? Yep, she's in middle school. She's seventh grade. She got in the car today, and I was like, how's your day, babe? And she was like, it was all right. And I was like, you sure? And she was like, yeah. And then a few minutes later, she goes, mommy, you're never going to believe. So there's this girl, and she pretends to be cool with Naya, like follows her on Instagram, Um sees what she's commenting on um, and then goes behind her and, like, agrees with her comments, like, shit like that. Yeah. Um, and it's this girl and these two little boys. Um, but they've fallen out before, right? Like, haven't they? Well, they've never really been friends. Oh, okay. They're just, like, cool. Uh-huh. So this girl um, that's this other girl um, that's, like, a frenemy to Naya comes up to her today and is, like, look at these screenshots. And she basically was showing it to Naya. To upset um, her. Yeah, to try and make her upset. And Naya was just like, I don't care. But she cared enough to tell me. I know she cared, but she played it off to the girl. Yeah. And the screenshots were from the first little girl that I mentioned and these two boys. And the first little girl had texted these boys and told these boys, Go dig through Naya's mom and dad's Instagrams because both of our profiles are public. Go dig through their Instagrams and try to find dirt on Naya so we can smear her. And apparently— And use the fucking word smear. Smear. And apparently— A smear campaign for Naya. The little boy went all the way back to my very first post. That's what he told the girl in the screenshots. He He replied and said, I did it. He said, I went back to her mom's first post and there's nothing. Do you know how fucking invasive that is and how, like, are you guys out of your mind? So I told Naya, I'm going to post something, basically, indirectly. Like, hey, you little bitch-ass kids. 
keep digging through my Post profile. Post a picture of me and say, her auntie's going to come up there and pick her up from school tomorrow. She don't have no problem knocking the shit out of none of y'all. The only thing you found in this profile is that Naya has fucking a mother that loves her and, and a father that loves her. the fuck Absolutely. both of them. Absolutely. What the fuck? Why are you trying to smear this this fucking girl that you pretend to be cool with. Like, what the fuck? Kids are malicious. Kids are fucking monsters. Not all, but it's like, what is going on? Like, and what are you being taught? From day one, I've drilled into my girls, I will not tolerate mean girl behavior. We will not fucking do that. No, we won't. And I don't. I'm telling you, it's because Naya has that um, I don't give a fuck about herself. You know, I mean, um, attitude that she presents to the world. You know, like she she really, yeah, she has confidence and she doesn't care. So it's like that intimidates some people that that in me intimidates adults so right. I can only imagine how that's right. intimidating kids that are like yep. you know at that age you don't really have it's kind of maybe unusual to have that kind of confidence that she has and not care what people say about her and shit because she's had some other little fucked up situations too and and I feel like she's handled them with grace and she just she was like you know and I know mommy that it has a lot to do with um, her parents and her home life and her not getting the attention and love that she desires. So this is her way of either lashing out or um, trying to get herself attention. And, you know, I'm over here thinking, like, what's inappropriate on your page that they may have saw? Nothing. But I don't think cats. Cats. <laughs> Just cats. Cats. And then, there, you know, I always put funny shit, shit that I've written. Yeah. You know, but there, I would never... Especially because Naya's such at a very impressionable, um, fucked up age to be as a young girl. Yeah. I would never put anything to embarrass her. Before I even post pictures, I make sure they're okay with her because yeah. she's so... I need to have a talk with Bunny, I think, and um, and tell her... Because I know she likes to show me off sometimes. And, mm-hmm. like, she has my stickers on her lunch she's box and stuff. Right, but, like, I don't want her to... Because could you imagine if some of her peers saw my social media? Like, you know what I mean? I told you earlier I was reading some text messages and a friend, a classmate that she was texting, I was going all back in the conversation. Oh, boy. And he asked her, does your mom do drugs? And she said no. And then he said, well, do you? And she said no. But, like— even being asked that, like, is it because of the way I look? And you I know said, what I'm I said, like, he probably has judgy ass parents that are like, oh, the bitch has tattoos, she's a druggie. Right. They you probably know? saw me pick her up or something, and we're probably like, oh, her mom's probably on drugs. Or yeah. Something. Ain't no telling. But yeah, I do, because I don't want any kids, you know, like. You guys, she's not on drugs. She doesn't know how to do them right. <laughs> I just. She fucking tries to die. So So she's not a druggie. I'm not. It just never was in the cards for me. (laughs) She tried. I guess I failed at it. (laughs) But yeah, fuck kids, dude. One thing, though, if this bully behavior and whatever, like, just watch what the fuck you say in front of your kids. That's Watch the what other you big do thing. in front of your kids. That right fucking Remember there. I showed you that illustration that, Bunny did the other yes. day? Crystal came over, and we were going over our notes. And I, I'm, like, you know, in the process of cleaning a bunch of shit, so I had a bunch of paperwork that I took off the bookshelf. One of which was the illustration that Bunny did Of a painting school. she did. She recreated a painting that I did that I have in my room. A very and inappropriate one for kids. It's one of me. And at the top, it says bitch. And it's me, (laughs) and the palm of my hand is a little white man holding money. Naked. Naked, in the palm of my hand. (laughs) Bunny drew...
drew this at school, and I found it in her fucking backpack. And I still remember, this was like, you know, I, this is an old painting. Like, this was last school year or something. It was. And I found it, and I was like, hey. I remember at the time you were like, what the fuck? I was like, listen, I'm not trying to limit your creativity in any way. Um, I'm actually really proud of your, cause your, your perspective. Uh, it was really good. It was really good work. Your perspectives and everything are really fucking good, but... Do not draw this shit at school. Because, <laughs> like your mom and you can see the little money in yes. the man's hands. First of all, it's a little naked white man. Yeah. I'll show you guys on the page. We're going to post it. It's a little man holding little money up to, to me, and it says bitch at the top. <laughs> <laughs> and she drew she this drew in class. And I'm like, dude. And I had to explain to her. She was like trying not to laugh, but I was like, listen, if a teacher fucking saw that, they wouldn't know what We're to think. They might think I'm selling you. They <laughs> might not know. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might not know. That's, that's a gonna white be, man. yeah. They're gonna be like, this is gonna be an <coughs> interesting conversation I'm gonna have to have with right. your fucking teachers. Do not draw that shit at school. But you did a very good job, right? So like, <laughs> fuck. You got but yeah. That's just another example. Watch what you say and do, because your kids copy you. So as an adult, I know that sometimes, like um, when. Marie and I, for instance, get together, we'll sit on my porch and and, and we tell the kids we'll to gossip. fucking leave. We we. If they open the door to come out, we stop talking because right. what we're talking about is not for their ears. Whether we're talking about somebody, a person, a situation. Sex. It's not. Anything. It's, it's not for their ears. And one of my biggest pet peeves are people that talk shit about other people in front of their children. People that pick apart people in front of their children. Because now you're making a whole new generation of messy-ass kids. You might not even know you're doing it, but you're driving down the street and you're like, look at that fat bitch. Those pants don't look good on her. That Her hair looks stupid. That bitch looks like a hoe. You're saying these things and your child is soaking it up. Let me just point out one thing. Let me point out one thing. We don't talk about people like that. Absolutely not. We don't do it between each other. No. In in the privacy of just me and her. We don't. First of all, we don't do that because we're not shitty-ass people. People. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who are and who do, do do that for whatever reason, your kids pay attention to you and that's where they learn how to act in their mannerisms. How to treat and, people. Yeah, exactly. All that type of shit because you're their example. You're who they think is they like this look, shining you're light God of, to your children. Right, of who they're supposed to grow up and be like. So don't just watch what you say and do in front of them because even if they don't do give you any sign of that around you, they're acting like that around their own friends. Absolutely. Like, I learned that, you know, like, um, even you tell me stuff Bunny's doing and saying at your house sometimes, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> because I'm like, she don't do that around me. Or she Nothing don't say that around like me. That, yeah, but just kind of unexpected yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Or like like uh, the butthole chocolate story. Yeah. When she was like, <laughs> like that surprised me. I was like, she said that? She like, was are like, you serious? Stevie and I thought we are going to We would be that. totally into that. Yeah. Or we would, like, what? what? Yeah, I was shocked. But that's an example like right. of her, you know, kids have different personalities and shit, and more of that shine through when they're, when they're not, not around yes. when you're not around your parents. Yes. So it's like be mindful of what the fuck you're showing them as an example. Especially divorced parents. Oh yeah, oh don't talk God. about like as much as I hate like uh the other parents guts at times or whatever. Yeah. Don't be the parent that's doing that or and saying shit in front of your kid too. or family members either. Don't bash people 
in front of your kids. Like, don't. Like, um, don't. don't. My mom was the queen of that, you know, and she had reason to. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that um, she was wrong for how she was feeling and everything because my dad was a piece of shit. But she shouldn't have said it around me so much because it affected my relationship with him when I was with him as a kid. I was looking at him all the time like, you're a piece of shit. I already heard my mom say it. Like, you know what I mean? And on the flip side, my mom— who had every right to bash my father, never one time said anything bad about You're him You're just not us. supposed to. Never. It's not your place. We'll get that text I just sent you. I sent you both. Both? A question. I mean, just on the, the first question, because it asks, it kind of asking about that. About, um, oh, we have some, um, yeah. Yeah, okay, so. Read it. Uh, this is a question from a listener. And um, it says, I share a two-year-old with my abusive ex. He has never been physically or verbally abusive with our child. Yeah, that is an example. Mm -hmm. My my dad wasn't that way with me, but he was with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, it says, I don't say anything negative about my son's father to or around my son, but I'm sure one day he's going to ask questions about why I'm not with his dad. I'm all about honesty, but his father has done truly horrible things to me, and I know if I ever told my son actual details, it could potentially ruin their relationship. My question is, is this a scenario where a white lie watering down the truth would be acceptable, or should I just tell my son everything? And if so, at what age would you think it would be the most appropriate? Um, Your kid's two, so no. You definitely don't want to... um, I, I don't think so. I don't think you should um, be... T- I would just say, like, I would explain it like me and your daddy are not getting along. Well, he's two. You have a long way to yeah, go yeah. before you I don't even think they're going to understand that at two. Like, No. Uh, maybe... Like five? When he starts asking. Yeah. Just say... Um, Sometimes it doesn't work out for adults. We couldn't figure out how to get along, and we thought it would be healthier for all of our lives to be separate, but we both really love you. Now, when he hits an age, probably teenage years, 15, 16, then you can go into detail. I wouldn't go into full detail, but you can say your father was physically abusive with me. He did some pretty shitty shit, you know. Or you could also just expose your kids to, you know, so they aren't abusive towards women. Expose them to what? Make them aware of the situation, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what we're saying. At what age? We're saying like. You don't have to make them about this situation. I'm just saying in general feedback. Well, yeah, during the growing up years, teach them like you don't want to be the one to put your hands on women and blah, blah, blah. And like, and then maybe you can reveal to them like, I would say maybe not 15, because 15 is a wild age. And you know, if you you find out that your dad was beating your mom at 15, you might be like, fuck him, I'm not fucking with him ever. It depends on what type of child you have, honestly, because something that I could tell Naya right now, Naya and Stevie are very different. That's true. You know, it definitely depends on your child's maturity level. Yeah. You know, because like I said, Naya's a very old soul. I can speak yeah. to her very freely and openly about everything. And she would think more about, yeah. Whereas Stevie's more of a little kid. Mm -hmm. So. It definitely depends. Whenever you feel your child can handle that. But definitely But not you can now, do it in like, a way without, without slamming. Yes, without bashing them as a parent. Yes, and yeah. yes, without slamming your child's relationship with his father, for yeah. sure. Because even in my situation now, like, Bunny's father is not in her life to the level that he should be. Right. 
I don't express that that much to her. I do a little more now because her feelings get hurt sometimes. So I will explain it in a way like not everybody is going to be the same kind of parent. Not everybody is going to be a good parent, especially if they didn't have a good parent. Or you know what I'm saying? I give examples like that. But I'm never going to like full out say what I really feel sometimes when I'm mad. Like I still guard it and I'm cushion it because that's still her parent. Right. And it. And here's the thing. Eventually, your child is going to see for themselves right. what type of fucking parent they Let have. Let them see that from they them will figure on their it out. own. Trust right. me. You, it's not your job to make them, to mold how they feel about it. Or for parent. them to see the shit parts of their parent. They will figure it out. And my mom... Um, we've had this conversation before when I've said, how did you how did you not bash my father? Especially the times when I was a bratty kid and I was like, I love dad more. I'm going to live with him even though bitch can't go live in San Quentin. You know what I mean? So it's like... <laughs> I'd be like, bitch, go. Go with him. Tell him to pick she, you up. She used to be like, I'll, I'll, I'll dial go the number for him, you. Crystal. And I used to be like, how did you not? And she would be like, because I knew eventually you would figure it out on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she yeah, said, for and, sure. and I wasn't going to do that any sooner for you because it was already going to be rough when you figured it out. Yeah, that's it, that's very true. And, um, yeah, it's. It, I mean, this, if this person is bad like that, they're not going to um, grow up and not figure that out. You know right. what I mean? They're gonna, they're gonna know. So, Especially if he starts dating another woman and your son is around, odds are it, it, it's going to happen again. Or it's mm-hmm. happening. Absolutely. Yep. So um, another funny thing about kids, I posted the other day on my Instagram story because I was actually thinking of an adult, a grown adult with resources. Um, <laughs> I had this other person in mind when I posted it. But I said, if you've ever been musty around me, like you're forever, I can't erase that. You're forever in my mind going to be like little stank stank. When I see a picture of you, if your name comes up in conversation, if I see you like someone's post, I'm going to think that musty motherfucker, right? Yeah, and that's one thing that we did say is, an adult with resources. With resources. We're not talking about no, people that... That are less fortunate. Absolutely. This is a bitch. There's no reason for you to be musty. None. And you be talking about people. So, like, you're not even the best person. You know what I'm saying? You're and shitty you're out and here. you stink. Yeah. You're, you're very judgmental and judgy and kind of bitchy and messy, and you're out here musty. So, I thought of... I saw her comment on something, and this is someone I've known for a long time, and I thought, bitch, you be musty as fuck. Like, whatever. So, I posted it, right? And I said, you know, it's it's your fault, not mine, but you'll forever be a little musty in my, in my mind. And it was so funny because later <laughs> in the evening, Bunny comes over to me with her phone, and she had it stopped on my story and she goes huh and she showed it to me and she thought I was talking about her her and Stevie B hella musty musty. (laughs) and I said girl I would never subliminally post about you because I'm telling you get your ass in there and get the deodorant I'm checking you and I'm putting you in the bath like you ain't gotta worry about me trying to be subtle with no (laughs) posts she's like little stank stank she saw me say little stank stank Uh, and she thought for sure I was calling her out about being musty uh, that's so fucking um, funny it just goes back to take care of hygiene and teach your kids to take care of hygiene and even if you have to repeat it and fucking go over it every other fucking day one of those Stop being lazy about deodorant, okay, girl? (laughs) Like, I have to, oh, my God, just do it. Just teach them. Because you don't want your kid to be a little stank stank in my mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) or anyone else. Because then they'll grow up and be a wife that farts. That's right. Stop. I'll be a party wife. (laughs) We love you. We do. Thank you for the cookies that we got for Christmas, Thank you. Those were really good. But, yeah. Hey, you know what? We were 
my brother and I, we weren't musty, but we were, <laughs> we, we weren't Y'all musty. Y'all probably were. We might have been. I don't, Wild I, I wasn't. Will, yeah. my brother, always smelled like poop, because he always had poop stains, so he was like fucking 12. Great. He just, you always smelled poop, and then my mom would buy this <coughs> yellow container of wet wipes, and it was like this jug looking. And it was I, baby magic. Yes, and yes. it had that horrible it has a fucking distinct smell. smell. I like baby magic smell, but this story is ruining it for me. No, I hate it. I hated the yellow, old school, 80s container. baby magic mixed with poop forms the most horrible smell and it was like it lingered around my sorry, brother Will. sorry Will he knows he, the very first time he brought his wife around I told her about the poop stories and shit I couldn't wait to ruin it you guys but that was your bestie it's, yeah for sure He's, I love my brothers and um when we were little we used to run everywhere with no shoes in fact one of our friends dad dads they lived down the street we'd show up there with no shoes to play and he'd be like listen you D'Amato's, go home. Go home and get shoes on or you're not playing here today. I'm tired right. of seeing you guys with no shoes. Like, for real. We'd play football, wiffle ball, like, <laughs> no shoes. But, you know, this is back in the late 80s, early 90s, where you were still allowed to, like, take off and go have adventures and shit. So we are about eight and nine. And my brother, my brother and I had this thing with fucking creeks. Whenever we came upon a creek, it didn't matter. We would fucking swim in it. We loved to swim. We would catch frogs, tadpoles. <laughs> creeks are fun. Dude, Orts. we would come home covered with fucking mud. One time, Will, uh, Will came home without a shoe because there was a mud bog, and he got stuck. And I was like, I'm not digging for it. We're already late, So we're bitch, just going to go, go home. We're going to We're going it. home. He was covered in mud, bitch. One shoe. Like, we that were those kind of white kids. And, um... One time, uh, William was invited to a birthday party. We were like seven and eight, maybe eight and nine. He got invited to a birthday party um, at Refugio Park in Hercules. And for those of you not familiar, it's this park. It's known for having lots of ducks and a creek. And there's this big cement slide. Used to be. And back when we were kids, it was customary. It was like this unwritten rule where if you invited one fucking sibling to a birthday party, all the siblings were getting dropped off. It was just like this thing all all the fucking moms did. Mm They were like, oh, you invited my son? Fucking his sister and brother are coming too. Okay. So we're at this birthday party, and I guess Will and I got bored, and, you know, we just said to each other, we're like, do you want to go swim in the creek? Do you want to go catch tadpoles? And he's like, yeah, let's let's blow this joint. So we left the birthday party, bitch. Seven and eight. We leave this birthday party. Let's fucking go. This shit is lame. (laughs) This is lame. Fuck it. They ain't even open the pinata. Come on. (laughs) We go and we walk. At seven and eight. Yes. Oh, my God. We were latchkey kids, like, our whole lives. And so we're about, yeah, seven and eight, maybe eight and nine. We go, we walk a ways, we find the creek, and we fucking are swimming in the creek. We're, like, having a ball, fucking, we're, like, like it's a pool, bitch. We're, like, jumping off the edge, like, we're full-on swimming. With no supervision. In our fucking clothes. I think we had on, like, shorts and shirts, and we're just, we're, like, head under swimming. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, we, like, hear our names and shit, and we look up, bitch, and the whole birthday party, the, the birthday party mama... My mom. The police. <laughs> they're all standing at the top of the fucking creek, and they're like, get the fuck out. My mom is like, Crystal and William. Crystal Marie, William Paul, get up she now. She wasn't even at the birthday party, right? No. She had dropped y'all off. She, she dropped us off. She showed up to pick us up 
went over to the birthday party to get us, and the mom was like, I don't know where they are. Could you imagine? And my mom was like, what the fuck do you mean you don't know where my kids are? She's like, they were here, I don't know. We'd been in that creek for about an hour and a half. We'd been left. We'd been swimming. (laughs) What the fuck? So they formed a search party, bitch, to find us and found us. I remember my mother grabbing us by our shoulders. She had one of us in each hand by our shoulders. We were, like, walking on the very tips of our toes, and all you could hear was squash, 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 squash <laughs> from the creek. We fuck kept our shoes on. You guys are soaking wet and, and in she trouble. she was dragging us across this big lawn to get to the parking oh lot. God. She was furious. We never were allowed to go to that kid's birthday parties again because the mom no, didn't watch us. No, because the mom us. was hella negligent, for hella one. negligent. <laughs> and y'all just shook. Y'all would be getting dropped off at no party I wasn't at ever again. William and I were really horrible. Richard was, you know, like six years younger than us, so he didn't get to come on a lot of this shit. But William and I were horrible. We just did what we wanted to do all the time. So, Like swim in a creek. Creeks? Like, I have a weird creek story with my cousin. Like, the creek by his house and Elsa Branny— that I used to play at his house all the time, but it was a dry creek. Like, there was there was mm-hmm. no water. But we would find shit down there because, like, fucking cranksters and shit lived down there. Syringes. Yeah, we no, swear to God. Yeah, we would I find bet. syringes and sleeping old bags. Condoms. And, like, yeah, old condoms, yeah. hella shit like that. One really time, shit when you're a kid. Girl, listen to this. We were down there one time, and we found... Um, a blow-up doll, but it was only the torso and legs, right? There was no upper body. It was stuffed with jeans and sheets and shit to make it heavy and, like, full, right? Like, it was stuffed. So they were, like, fucking a dead body. And it had a pussy still, right? So they were, like, some crankster was living down there, like, fucking it. We dragged (laughs) it from the creek to my aunt's with patio. With jizz on it. With probably cum in it. We dragged this torso. Mind you, we looked down and we thought it was a dead body. Now you have hepatitis. We didn't get scared, bitch. We went down there to investigate and we were like, we're going to take this home. We want this. At no point. We want this jizz fucking bucket. <laughs> this, this dead body that we thought was a dead body. We, we were so young, we didn't think someone was fucking it. We saw it had a pussy and that no, was like, thank wow. Thank so we fucking dragged this thing. It had to weigh like 45 pounds. We Jesus dragged Christ. it from the creek up the hill. I remember him holding my hand and I'm holding it and we're like doing fucking uh, rescue for this torso. We drag it from the creek up their stairs and it's out on their patio, bitch. And my aunt came home and screamed. Out? She screamed and she was like, what the fuck is this? I think she started crying. She hit both of us. She was That's like, um, oh my God. She you. was like crying. She hit us. I think she wanted to call the police because she was like, there's a fucking child molester or somebody like in the creek with this thing. Like, did someone tell you guys come down there? Where, how, what were you doing? Like, she freaked you gotta think, the Can you imagine if we out. came home and Bunny and Stevie had a fucking had a hepatitis dirty, fucking Barbie? Yeah, had some bum sex toy. Like, what? It probably smelled like splooge and, Bitch, and right. And, and we fucking brought it home. Thank you God. Want, like, we bring, really don't want, can we, we keep it? Because this. we fucking want it. Can we keep it? Look at the hole. You're all shoving your hand in there. Look at this. <laughs> Smell it. Smell my hand. <laughs> She's lucky we didn't have it like on her couch <laughs> when she got home. Could you imagine? It's between its right, legs. holding it like a cooler. <laughs> No, but yeah, it oh was definitely God. on her patio. She probably was, that was like, your oh dirty my white fucking- side. Yes, bitch, in a <laughs> creek. Got a fucking sex body out of a creek. <laughs> I was going to tell a whole different story, but you just <laughs> made me remember that. <laughs> Fuck. That's a good All right, one. well, I'll save my other one. <sighs> 
Um, But yeah, kids, um, stay out of creeks and don't touch other people's sex toys. (laughs) (laughs) Or take off at a birthday party at 7. Just swim in a dirty-ass creek. In your clothes. Um, can you guys please follow our Instagram oh, page please. at Hello Dysfunction and um, visit our subscribe and rate and review, please, on iTunes. Please, if and you haven't. if you have some time, visit our website, HelloDysfunction.com. There's and news. Twitter is Dysfunction Show. Dysfunction Show is the Twitter. We're going to we're gonna get active. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been on there. I, I, I don't. Been, I have a Twitter, I but I don't know how to be, use it. I used to be really active on Twitter, and I tried to get back into it the last couple days like my personal page and I'm just it's like I forgot how to really maneuver on there yeah, I don't get back into so it it is that's what it is it's a chat room essentially it's a fucking chat room it's but Trump on there you know? yeah definitely do the Instagram though because we're active on that yeah and, uh, definitely do the Instagram and please do the iTunes like that um, yeah Rate that definitely helps it helps us, us for sure it does enjoy right. podcast that's the end of our quinceanera <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Bye. Bye. Suck it easy. Go to bed. Have a nice night.